Hello, friends. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to our international journey. Oh, my gosh. It is our first Mr. Worldwide episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We have an extra special guest here who I am so excited because she was probably the only plant YouTuber that I actually watched, like, consecutively. Because you know me, my brain just doesn't work in the yeah, YouTube. we're bad at YouTube. TikTok has done something to our brains. I need... Less than three-minute content. And the fact that TikTok pushing 10-minute content out right now, I can't do it. We'll get into it. But let everyone know, who do we have with us today? Today, we have Rose from Plant with Rose. And I am so excited. Yay. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. Oh, We're yeah. going to learn a lot. I have it, a feeling. This I'm so excited. And this was so like serendipitous because I literally had commented on one of your Instagram posts and then we had posted on our podcast story like who should we have on you were literally the second person requested and I was like okay I have an in I had a unique comment I hope she'll remember me <laughs> that's so cool though it's intimidating of course. to get oh. people on but it's exciting it was very intimidating but I'm glad we we got some amazing guests and we're just going to keep it rolling <laughs> You have had some amazing guests. I've seen them on your Instagram, and I haven't listened to all the episodes yet because I don't drive my car anymore. <laughs> that's, how <I> <laughs> that's when I listen to podcasts, too. <laughs> so maybe I should start cleaning the house more, and that's also my podcast. Right. Moment. That's when I do them. I have to be, like, doing the dishes or something. I have to have my phone, like, set down. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it makes yeah. me want to, like, scroll and do other things. we well, got to get a Google. What? The Googles. I always, like, have them put on podcasts when I'm cleaning. Oh, my gosh. You and your Google. <laughs> can't i actually used to have an alexa and the my bunny chewed the cord in half and i never got another one so no more alexa for me <laughs> but it's okay because everyone when everyone talks about alexa or google or something they like turn on they'll be like my google stone they don't listen to me <laughs> they don't listen to every anyone. every time i would listen to a video and they'd be like hey alexa or whatever whatever is it, it just, yeah. is it just alexa i don't even remember anymore it's been so long it would trigger mine it would turn on <laughs> i was sick of it <sighs> okay well Rose, let's pass it on to you. Tell us about yourself and how you got into plants. I'm Rose from the Netherlands. I run the account and YouTube Plant with Rose. And I am just a houseplant lover that loves to share. I'm trying to be more informational as well, even though there is always some informational educational content. But mainly I've been sharing just the cool plants that we have here in the Netherlands and my own collection, which has grown a lot in the past few years. And yeah, I'm originally, well, for the past few years, I've been a yoga teacher and I transitioned into this plant content creator life um, a few years ago when COVID hit and also when I hit my head and got a long lasting concussion. Oh no. I had, <laughs> yeah, I still have a scar on my forehead. You can't see it through the Zoom, but you can see it on my oh, Instagram. I've got a I've got a scar there too. We're scar buddies. How did that happen? <laughs> if you don't mind us asking, how did that occur? It's a really embarrassing slash funny story. We we I love went that. plant shopping. <laughs> I was, went to my favorite garden center. No, and um, yep, and I made a video about this with my black eye. I was filming like I. I had an accident while plant shopping, which I thought was a great title. <laughs> but I actually went, I bought a lot of plants for a friend of mine that I shipped to her. So I was super excited. I'd never spent that much money on plants. I bought all the cool plants that she wanted, put them all in my car. And then 
pushing the cart back to where it belongs in the shop. I was so excited and I'm ADHD anyway, so I'm always <laughs> excited, but I decided to jump on it, you know, with your hips and then ride the cart <laughs> like kids do. Oh my God. And I do that often in the supermarket. So it's not something special, but these carts are a, not a supermarket cart. <laughs> so they're not made with that same balance. They were plant shopping carts. So it toppled over and I was full speed already. I don't do things halfway. I just, <laughs> She's like, I went for it. I went for yep, it. I just went for it. And um, the cart toppled and the, the metal thingy crate, whatever it's called, smashed into my forehead. <laughs> and I was on the floor, well, on the concrete bleeding. And <laughs> someone oh, ran up to me to help gosh. me, to pass me my glasses. And I was like, come on, get up. And I was like, no, I'm going to stay down. For <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm like, God. no, this is not good. So yeah, that was um, actually quite interesting and fun because I had a huge black eye. My my face was swollen like crazy for one week. And then it was already really healed quite quite well. And I have three stitches in my forehead. The doctor did say it was really deep and like basically hit the skull. So oh. after about <laughs> after a week, I think that's when the headache started and it wasn't so fun anymore. But the, oh. the main story <laughs> oh, no. kind of ridiculous. It's kind of iconic that it happened at a plant shop. For real. <laughs> I will never forget this plant shop. <laughs> I'm sure they won't forget you either. <laughs> well, they actually sent me chocolates after. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so that is sweet. so cute. And it was completely my own fault. People were saying like, you should sue them, which is not a thing <gasps> here in Europe anyway. <laughs> I was just happy they sent me chocolates and a card. I thought it was very sweet. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So pe- people don't su- threaten to sue each other over there? That's not a thing? Nope. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> what a treat. Just here in America. Ever. It's like a daily thing. I don't I guess no one's threatened to sue me, but I, I, hear, I hear people doing it all the time. <laughs> people would be like, I'm going to sue you. Anyone know a good lawyer? Like, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it's crazy how that works over there. Well, speaking of over there, I feel like we're going to talk <laughs> about comparing the Netherlands to you know, the U.S. So to here. To here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't want to skip around too much, but we're going to talk about social media. How did you get into plant social media in particular? Was it really like the pandemic that like pushed you to do that or your head injury? <laughs> what got you to start, <laughs> to start sharing? No, I already had uh, my Instagram when I had my head injury so I could share it with everyone. It was really fun. Um, no, I actually, I already ran a yoga account for my yoga business and I was posting on YouTube as well. Every week I posted yoga videos. No one would ever watch them, but I posted them because I wanted to get better at YouTube and also get practice for teaching online, which was a goal for me then. I didn't know everyone would be doing it by <laughs> 20, but <laughs> I wanted to join the party. So um, I had these plants and I saw new leaves. I was super excited. My boyfriend didn't care at all. And I wanted to show them to someone. So I was Relatable posting content. them on my... <laughs> please look at my plants but I was posting them on my yoga Instagram and I was like I'm posting a lot of plant pictures I don't think yoga people will appreciate this this kind of content because normally I post about like self-love and body positivity and um, yoga just generally poses and stuff so I thought I should start a plant Instagram and I did that in September 2019 yeah and that's when it started Actually, the, yo- the YouTube part of it is really funny because I had this 
yoga a YouTube account channel and I had a coach and I'd done courses and everything to get good YouTube content out there and I was watching plant videos and I actually asked my coach like should I make a plant video I don't know I don't know I'm a yoga <laughs> channel I don't want to confuse people and she's like just make what makes you happy and I did I posted my first plant video in July 2019 and since then I've I've gained, I've got about 15,000 YouTube subscribers now. And before that, it was 200. So <laughs> definitely a good decision. <laughs> yeah, the plant people were like, I'm here for it. I want to see more. And I feel like YouTube, if you've got a lot of followers on YouTube, that's the hardest one to get followers I on. think it's really hard because I feel like YouTube isn't exactly pushing out your content to people unless it's like already doing well. I don't know. Like, I guess when I used to explore on YouTube, I would just click the next video on like the suggested and I feel like it's hard to get in there unless someone's already watching a plant video and then they're like, oh, I'll click on this one. So I feel like it is really hard yeah. to get. It's all about of... the thumbnail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that clickbait the good, um... thumbnail. Yeah, good yeah title. the clickbait. I, I hurt myself while plant shopping. That would work. Not a lie. Yeah, that's not even clickbait. That's a, <laughs> that's a click lure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so what does like social media look like um, in the Netherlands and in Europe as compared to like the U.S.? Because obviously the U.S. is like a social media machine. And honestly, it's a little overwhelming and horrifying a lot of the time. So what is it like more locally, at least over by you? I don't really know. I've been thinking about this, um, but my followers are mainly from the U.S. and then the Philippines and the most random places all over <laughs> the world. So I don't really know. I feel like Dutch creators, we get like typically this is maybe a prejudice that at least I'm trying to not have. But Dutch people can be like, just be normal. And that's crazy enough already. So being viewed as a content creator or I was in the newspaper once and it I mentioned something in the article, like someone called me a plant fluencer. And then they made that the head of the like the, <laughs> the main title of the whole article. And that's something that people will have judgments on. Like, you're an influencer. Ooh, so I like to say content <laughs> creator. Uh, so there's a little bit of judgments from outside. But in the community itself, I feel like it's very similar to anywhere else online, really. Yeah, because I feel like here, some people that make everyone a lot of reels. wants to be an influencer. So. <laughs> I feel like plant people are everywhere. Mm -hmm. They're all over the place. I do actually think that everyone wants to be an influencer. They just look down on it until they are it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. If that makes sense. I think so. Yeah, I think I was usually talking shit about influencers and I was like, oh my God, look at all these like LA people <laughs> making content online, now. sponsorships, whatever, whatever. And here we are. I think, well, I yeah. think you can probably relate, Rose. Like you're not like the typical content creator. You're just like sharing your life and all the messes that come with it you know it's not like we're not curating anything this just mm -hmm. you get what you get <laughs> it's very authentic yeah. that's what I like that's I think it's because I was already doing that on the yoga account I was I had an eating disorder when I was younger I had a huge burnout which which actually got my plant hobby started back in 2016 so I was already sharing that I felt shit and I was crying on the sofa and sleeping and that's basically all I had energy for it for the day so I was quite used to making my own um, very sometimes for, for people very personal things very public and I've already done that my whole life really I don't really have a lot of shame around things um, so I think that's how my plant content also became like here's a dead leaf oh look I bought this plant and now there's a million thrips on 
It's, like, there, it's not something I want to hide from people or put a filter over or something. It's just part of life. Yeah, I that think sounded I, really wise. I noticed <laughs> that when you were going through your recent, like, all my plants, where you showed most of your plants in your... Or do you live in a home or is it technically an apartment? What do they call that? It's a home. Yeah. Oh, a little home. I love that it's like a little like cubby area upstairs. Like, I mean, the steep steps would scare the crap out of me, but I love how co- <laughs> it feels very cozy. Um, but yeah, I like sure. how you were going around showing your plants and you didn't go around and like pick off any dead leaves beforehand. You were just like, all right, let me show you my plants and how they look like literally right now. Um, and you'd be like, oh, this one got some sun damage or this one died back like your big linearis, which I'm sure was beautiful. Um, yeah. <laughs> those are it like, <laughs> stunning. And you're like, yeah, here's half of it's here. And I'm trying to do this with it here. Here's what's left of it. And I like that authenticity. Yeah. It's my favorite. Thanks. Yeah, we don't sugarcoat anything around here. <laughs> all the dead. I want to see all the dying plants. I want to see it all. Because I think it also helps people decide what to bring into their home. Because if I hear enough people say that they're having a bad experience with a plant, I don't want to bring that in. I don't need any more negativity. So, But if someone's like, oh my gosh, all you need to do is like stick it in a corner, give it a lot of light, and then try and remember to water it. I'm like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, well, yeah. So that looks, we just kind of talked about the next question, which is what think you, what do you think drove your success on social media and obviously being authentic? Um, but is there like anything else that you think was kind of like a really, like it just clicked for you and that's like what really helped you be successful? Um, I think it's mostly I share what I love, which is also how I'm able to keep it going um, because I make videos that I want to see and I, go to the plant shops that excite me and I show people the plants and the prices. Um, Apart from, of course, showing the prices, which is for Americans and other people abroad, it's interesting because prices are very low here, which we might talk about a little bit later. Yes, please. Um, (laughs) But I also, someone actually told me, you're better on video. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds a little bit weird, but I am, and people actually always, always ask me when they meet me in person for the first time they're like oh you're really like this I don't put on a show for my YouTube channel it's just my personality I'm quite like loud and bouncy and outgoing and positive naturally so I just show who I am and apparently that's better on video than when I posted yoga photos because I'm not the skinniest most flexible most crazy handstandy person on (laughs) yoga Instagram, but I can be the most relatable, real planty parent, maybe from Holland with good prices. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like when I started getting into like harder to, harder to take care of plants. I remember like watching your videos and just like being like, oh, it's like I'm hanging out with her. She's just talking about her plant. Here I am with my same plant. Let me just get into it. (laughs) Yes, it is very laid back. And plus you don't want to put too much effort into like a separate personality because then it's just too much energy and what if you don't feel like turning that on every day it's just easier to flip on the camera and be yourself I think yeah especially if you then meet people in person and you're not that way and they're disappointed or they I often have people message me afterwards saying hey I saw you in the plant shop but they don't say hi because they're kind of afraid to or something. But then I don't want to be the grumpy bitch in the plant shop when uh-huh. <laughs> they see me as like this happy person. So I always say share what makes you happy and be authentic 
and maybe look up something about light and then you'll create good content. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because we need to know what we're talking about to some extent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A little bit. You have to kill enough plants. And I don't know, I think every plant teaches us something. So as long as you're paying attention to what went wrong, you'll know what goes right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <Just> pay attention. <laughs> Well, speaking of plants, let's kind of dive into your plant life and what it's like abroad. Kind of just everything about plants. What is what would you say in your opinion are like the main differences? Obviously, you have limited edition or limited experience in the US, but what would you say is like your like these are huge differences? I always get comments especially on my plant shop tour videos. They're very popular because I show the prices and the what's available here. And I always, always, always get comments from people from the US and Canada, mostly about the prices that are super low. You, someone even said once, like, that must be child labor because the prices are so low or the, the workers are not paid enough or something. But what they don't realize is that um, the Netherlands has been into growing plants for decades it's been like a central hub for plant growth so i'm actually in the area of the netherlands that's also has the most greenhouses everywhere and most of these plants are just for export we don't even see them but the i went into one once and it was really fun we had a tour with a like a grower that you normally don't get to see behind the scenes everything is automated so normally people don't come back in the back of the grower they just uh, press the button so that the good plants come forward and then they have uh, people packing oh the specific what order. What the heck? That is so <laughs> fancy. I know. It's completely automated. So then the prices can be super low because the, it's there's no people involved. There's no personnel cost. Wow. So I think that's something that people really underestimate. Oh my gosh. It's like a little factory. Literally. Like, I'm thinking of like Wally. Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking of Wally. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All the robots. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've never been really in a... fantasy. I've never been in a plant... Uh, plant conveyor belt type of thing. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been in like in a like a house plant or tropical plant greenhouse, but I have been in like food stuff and things like that. And most of them are like pretty worn down and, <laughs> and nothing yeah. like that going on around here. Yeah, like everything <laughs> around here, I feel like a lot of people who are starting their own greenhouses, they're like moving into an old one and fixing it up there's not a whole lot of like new technology like that that i see here it's very like they're doing their own propagating and you know trying their best to water everything and then everything comes soaked because they just have to keep it watered all the time (laughs) there's definitely also more like um hand done greenhouses for sure but those are the smaller shops so the main exporting plants and everything uh, are the automated ones and there's always levels some are this was a very nice one very fancy one but but yeah it's just all very large scale there's a lot of different plants as well that weren't available where you guys are before and the other way around as well it's starting to to catch up now because of the plant hype everyone is like we need all the plants Um, but yeah there were some plants here that were i think the dragon scale was 200 dollars in the u.s when i bought it for 15 euros which i kind of just translate them literally so it would be like 15 mm-hmm. us dollars wow. so. yeah the allocations are definitely kind of coming down in price finally over here and like the wholesalers are finally growing them but 
it's tough. And especially with plants like that, that don't travel super well, a lot of people are importing plants. And that makes me think, so if there's like a lot of plants readily available near you, is it not really normal for people to be importing from other countries? It depends. People do import. Well, the, the plant plant lover people, <laughs> but mostly I feel like they're importing the, the kinds that we don't really have here. I feel like anthuriums, there's a, a huge grower market here for anthuriums, but it, they're all the, the plain boring ones with the bright colored flowers. They're one of the typical plants that you can see coming out of the Netherlands, but not all the other ones like the crystallinums and the mm-hmm. anything else that's velvet or pool. We don't really see here. So those are either expensive and people will import those. I'm really quite um, conservative with my budget when it comes to plants. So I have imported once, but that was luckily through a collaboration. So I didn't pay. I just don't have the funds to spend a lot of money on plants anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, people do import. It's just very hard here as well because of, I think because of all the plants that we have already, the rules are super strict. And some of the companies actually wouldn't import here. They would say, like uh, some of the famous ones from Indonesia and stuff, they would say, no, we don't ship to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. It's too in- too confusing. They said, no, thanks. We don't want your money. Yeah, no. yeah, and they actually just reached out to me to say, we're starting it now. So can we send you some plants to try? So, like, but Yes, that, indeed. <laughs> yep, for sure. But it's also kind of, I still don't have them and they should have been shipped a few weeks ago. <gasps> Scary. Already. So they're, they're trying so, to figure it out. Who knows where they are? Because when I first set up Monstera, I was um, looking into like exports. People were like, oh, are you going to be shipping plants? And I'm like, oh, probably not. But no. in a lot of European <laughs> countries, they have like tiers of like danger of things, you know, like from like a knife to a bomb. And like soil and plants are like in the bomb category. What the heck? <laughs> oh, my gosh. The more you know. Yeah, we we don't kid around. <laughs> That's crazy. So talking about like being really conservative with your budget, and I feel that because I don't like to spend a lot of money on plants. I'm really curious how you came across such beautiful big plants. I know that you've grown like a lot of your Hoyas from Little Cutting, but you have huge, beautiful ties and album monsteras that are just stunning. And I'm like, where did you get those? <laughs> <laughs> Like, did you grow them super big? Like, they're stunning. Or maybe they're super cheap over there. Like, (laughs) I don't know. They used to be, I remember when my friends bought their Thai constellations for 40 euros. So around, like, 45 US dollars. And I I was like, 10 times that for mine. (laughs) (laughs) That was a a few years ago, though. And then I was like, "Mm, I don't know. And then the next time they were 70 euros. And I was like, that's too expensive. I'll wait. And then the next time they were a hundred and something, and then they became 250. And I was like, ah, what is happening with the world? But I work with some of these um, garden centers. I make videos for them. I show all the plants. They sometimes pay me. And they often, if I say I don't need payment, I just love this shop and I want to show it, then they'll thank me with a nice plant sometimes. I've also done the the tie I actually got through a giveaway that I did. So I got to give away a tie and then I also got to keep a tie. Oh, and wow. I wanted this specific one. I've been waiting for one because I wanted one with like a half moon leaf type situation because I'm picky like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I waited and waited and finally she got some new ones in. So this is 
I guess a good thing when you work with certain companies, she knew what I was looking for and she knew we wanted to do a collaboration together. So she kept an eye, kept an eye out. And when the plans came in, she's like, hey, look, I have this one. Are you interested? And I got to pick the two best ones for the giveaway and for myself. So that's how I got the tie. Um, I've since propagated that and grown it out a little bit more, which was really fun to make a video about and also to to test out because I heard they can get root rot quite quickly. Mm -hmm. The Monstera, my huge Monstera, is actually, I got that from someone as well on Facebook because it was a whole story. I don't know if you want to hear it, but she gave me a one leaf cutting with a growth point that was just coming out and it was rooted in water. And that's how I got it. Like the leaf was as big as your hand and that grew so quickly. And within a year it was huge. And now it's like, I need a new moss pole for it. I don't know how tall it is. As, almost <laughs> yeah, as tall as me, I think. That elbow has like, like the second, like the fenestrations in it, like the holes, like it's not just like your normal monstera. Yeah. It's like mature, which I don't see very often. It's beautiful. It's not kidding around. <laughs> <laughs> And the ties. Yeah, so, she has a splashy tie with some nice big sectoral variegation. So oh, they're yeah. beautiful. I love him. Yeah. So I think I also think that it helps that I give them a lot of light because in winter I move everything towards the, the window. And when I first got these guys, someone told me, actually, you can leave them in your south facing window. They will like the lots of light situation. So I did that and people were very not sure about this because I have a south facing window and they were like they're gonna burn and it's gonna be bad but they've just grown really big and really quickly there and if it is full high summer I will hang a shade cloth thingy to protect them from the, the super direct burn of the sun but in general the whole year it's just in my south facing window and they're all growing quickly yeah, there's so, so many of them. Tip. I can't imagine how many times you've propagated it because in your video you were like, and then there's this one, and then if I move this one, <laughs> then there's this one behind it, and that like it just keeps going and going. I'm like, what the heck? I'd forget about them up there because if I have to either bring water upstairs to plants or bring them down, I forget about them, and sometimes they get neglected. <laughs> That's why I put them there so that I don't get disappointed because if, if they're down on my windowsill, I'm looking at them every day, and I'm like, why are you not growing? Come on. <laughs> when they're on the, I have a top shelf in the same window. So it's downstairs, but it's a top shelf that I hardly ever look at. And then once every, whenever I think about it, every few weeks, I'll check it out. And I'm like, oh, look, it's a new leaf on my tie and on my Monstera. And it's just, yeah, much more fun that way. It's so dry here. If I left mine sit for two weeks, they would have shriveled up to nothing. <laughs> Mine is a heavy feeder. I have my uh, main tie because now I have one from you. Um, but my main one is in Lekka. And every time I check on it, it's out of, there's nothing in it. It's completely empty in the reservoir. Oh. I'm like, oh my gosh, you were sucking this up way too fast. I'm getting sick of mixing up these nutrients. I was so excited. I was like, oh, it's going to be winter. I'll only have to water like once every two weeks. No. Yeah. I water twice as much as I do. Yeah. Now that we have the heat on all the time, all the plants are yeah. drying out it's faster. The heat. Mm hmm. See, my very, very cold, very badly insulated house has some perks. It's very high humidity <laughs> in the winter, and it's very cold, so <laughs> plants don't dry out so quickly. That's scary. Um, we just had, well, not weeks. We don't live in Florida, but there was just like a big like freeze that kept happening for people in Florida, and I had sent Brandon this person's like giant Thai constellation. Like these leaves were massive. Like and it as was big as these like behind us. As, like huge. <laughs> 
And it was growing up this tree. Like that thing had to have been like 20 feet tall, Mm -hmm. completely brown because of the cold, like the entire thing. Like I'm sure the trunk was maybe fine, but all of the leaves died off. Um, that is so sad and it kind of hurt my heart a little bit because there's you can't just go find that plant like i'm sure she grew it into this giant plant and it took years and care and it when you have them outside like that and you can't control the weather what do you do that's scary that's so (laughs) scary that's why i get scared to bring things outside and then there's like caterpillars and squirrels and things that are like trying to remember that squirrel kept trying to get into my ruby necklace and it kept burying walnuts (laughs) in it Yes. It was a nightmare. (laughs) I was like, why is it so destroyed? And I like, it was like just hanging next to my house and it was like, boof, just destroyed. And there's a giant walnut sitting in the middle. I was like, (laughs) cause there's seven, there's seven squirrel nests in this tree right there. Seven. Seven. They're like the, you can look out the window and at any time there's 20 squirrels running around. Brandon's home for squirrels. It's horrible. (laughs) Did you know you have different squirrels than we do? Do we? Yeah, I'm there's sure we all do. sorts of different types. We ours. It's very special to see them. They're red and they have longer tails. And when you see them, it's like very cool. And with you guys, I feel like they're more of a like a pest. Yeah, like they're like rat. running around yeah, all the time. They're, t- all they're the just bo- fat and brown and. Well, some of them, if you live somewhere like on a college campus, they get a little bit too comfortable with humans like Eau Claire. <laughs> it was like a joke that these campus squirrels were like. And they're like they this. Would, they're like this big around because they're eating college kid food, and uh, they're hanging out with you. They're like not scared to get right right next to you. I'm like, okay, I, I can't deal with this. Um, I just deal with mice. I don't really have. Well, I guess I have a lot of squirrels in my area, but I've been having mice coming into my house. That's not fun. No. They're not that bad though. That's I'd rather have mice than like cockroaches. That's not a thing here. Not really. Here either, but it is in the botanic gardens. I guess Ew. we're lucky to not live in the warm, warm places where they have the crazy animals. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to move to Florida because they have like they have cockroaches that are this big. Okay, but they have big lizards too and stuff and snakes oh, and yeah. alligators. alligators. Yeah, no <laughs> pass. And spiders, big Mos- pass. Mosquitoes with West Nile virus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle oh. it. Oh, let's get into some more questions. Do we have some questions from our viewers? Um, well, we did talk about a couple. So Jess underscore my 164 wanted to know the main differences in plant prices. And we went over that. Um, and you did mention anthuriums, but are there any other plants you commonly see in the United States yeah. that are harder to get by you? Yeah. What's like super cheap there that like we're all drooling over and can't get here? <laughs> um. There's, I think there's a lot of stuff that's cheap here and that's still quite expensive there because it has to be exported and that makes it more expensive. There are a few plants that are cheaper in the U.S., which I thought was interesting, like uh, Maranta lemon lime, which actually is sitting right next to me. This is a coincidence. <laughs> oh, mine's right there were... too. <laughs> nice. We can have a Maranta hangout party. <laughs> they were... There was one batch that came out here in the garden centers and they were nine euros for a full pot. And then after that, they never became available again. And so people were buying like 10 of them and selling them online for 40, 50 euros. And people still thought it was a good deal because they were not available anywhere. And then after that, we didn't see them for a while. And then they, I saw them in the garden center for the first time for 90 euros. Oh my gosh. Zero. Well, cause and that was shocking. I actually have noticed that because mine, it was huge when I got it. It was really cheap. It was two years ago. And it died down because it got spider mites and I didn't notice. 
Um, and then I would just had like a couple of cuttings left and I'm like, oh, I should just go buy a new plant. And I'm like, I can't find them anywhere. Where are they? And I really haven't seen them since. Yeah. They're like now oh. starting to pop up a little bit more. Like now I'm starting to see little baskets of them. But right now, the one that I can't find specifically is the black Maranta. There's like the black Maranta and like the silver band. I want a big pot of those and like a little cutting is a hundred dollars. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, those are really expensive <laughs> here as well. One of my shops that I really like, she has grown them out. So they're starting to become more available now, but they'll still be quite expensive, at least for my budget. Of course, it depends per person. But yeah, they are becoming a little bit more available because they're not, in my experience, Marantas are not that hard to grow. It just takes a little while and people want something right away. And then mm-hmm. you just pay a lot of money for it. I like to wait and see. And then usually when something new comes out, for example, the Alocasia Jacqueline mm-hmm. just came out here. I love the look of that. I love allocations in general, which is an unpopular opinion, I feel like. But uh, <laughs> I love them, but I hate one, them. <laughs> it's a bittersweet yeah, relationship. Exactly. <laughs> for me, it's just love unless they go into dormancy and then I ignore them for a while and then it's love again. Um, but the Jacqueline is about 100 euros right now. Mm-hmm. It just came on the market. And I think if I wait a few months, it will be 50 so it goes down really quickly mm-hmm. and I'm happy to not have the the hip new it plant right away to share on my Instagram because mm-hmm. that's not what my Instagram is about anyway and just wait and then maybe it becomes available or maybe I can do a collaboration with someone which is something that I feel very lucky for for even having this like available to me to to be able to collaborate with people and then get free plants. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> still crazy. blows my mind. I've only yeah. gotten a couple like collaboration plants or something, or just like, Hey, if I send you this, will you unbox it for a video? I'm like, what? You don't want me to <laughs> at least like pay for shipping. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I guess to them, if you think about it, like there's some plants of mine that I'll like cut and give to my friends. And if it's a plant that they really want, they're like freaking out. Oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, I have I have a big plant like it's just a cutting off of it like for some people it's like not that big of a deal but when it's a plant you really want it's like oh my god but then that's why it's important it's like do I want to get this plant because it's popular right now or does it actually bring me joy so yeah big question the big question Mm -hmm. do you do a lot of trading over there is like plant swaps or trading a thing it is I feel like a lot of people are doing it especially when the prices became crazy high in the pandemic but I have yeah I guess I do more with friends and also followers are like I saw that you're wanting this plant do you mind do you want to receive this cutting from me and they'll send me a small cutting of one of my wishlist plants and then I'm like well I have a lot of anthurium crystallinum seedlings do you want one of those and I'll send it back to you so it's not really a agreed upon upon uh, trade because I I don't really like sales and selling and stuff and making it like a fair deal Mm -hmm. so for me it's more someone likes me and sends me something and I like them back and I send them something back or just like more that way, like giving more than trading, but there's definitely a lot of trading as well going on. I love it. I think more people need to get into it. I find that when I have a plant and I've have like my mother plant and then I establish two other plants from it, then those other two plants like lose all value to me. And I'm like, have them. Yeah. I don't care. Get them out of here. I don't (laughs) care. So I need to start labeling my stumps a little bit better because I'm going to forget what they are. And I'm going to think like, oh, it's just like a stick in some soil. Like, I'll just give it away or toss it. I'm like, I need to remember that this is a plant that I like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Keep it. It'll come back someday. Someday soon. 
Well, For we're sure. getting close to our break. Should we take a little pause? Absolutely. Okay. We'll be back from a word from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. Hey, it's Rose from Plant with Rose. If you want to see what plants in the Netherlands look like, we have many, many cool ones and very affordable prices compared to the rest of the world, it seems. Check out my YouTube channel. I share plant shop tours and also my own collection. And if you happen to speak Dutch, stay tuned for our podcast coming out soon, Plantenbraat. Find me on YouTube at Yoga and Plant with Rose and on Instagram, Plant with Rose. See you there, friends. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Brandon and Sam. We're the plant parents that own Monstera Plant Co. MP Co. just restocked with a ton of new plants. Our plants are grown with care and they're set up for success right when you unbox them. They come with a custom soil blend that works for that specific type of plant. We also just launched our Planty Care Kits, which have our best-selling Planty Care Insecticide Spray, as well as our best-selling Aeroid Soil Blend. Just pick your soil size and save some money. Get your Planty Care Starter Kits on our website at www.monsteraplant.co. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for fun new products at monsteraplant.co. Because you listen to Where Are We Growing, use the code PODCAST10 to save 10% on everything in the store. That's www.monsteraplant.co. And make sure to use code PODCAST10. Hey, plant friends. It's Nicole. Listen, I love chatting plants with you guys on Instagram, but it can be tough for me to get to all of my messages. So if you've ever wanted to book me for a virtual plant consultation, you can go to superpeer.com slash Nicole Larson grows and use code grow. That's G-R-O-W for a discount. I do 15 minute, 30 minute and 60 minute consultations. We can talk anything from pests to transitioning to LECA, anything you want. I promise it's not scary. (laughs) All right. The ad is over. Back to the plants. And we are back. Welcome back, friends. <laughs> I like look at Brandon. I'm like, hello. <laughs> Usually Brandon brings us back in. So yeah, this I'm was like, a new a new adventure for Nicole. <laughs> yeah, we like to keep things the same. And when he switches it up on me, I'm like, ah, bing bong. <laughs> I love our soundboard. We need to get some more in there besides bing bong. Yeah, but. so if any of you have suggestions for sounds we could put in, please give us suggestions because we'll just be bing bong until 2030. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of when we got the soundboard. I was like, we need bing bong. That's all. But I think people are over bing bong. It's not on my TikTok anymore. No. Yeah. Anyways, back to Rose. So we were talking a little bit before about the process of like how plants get to you in the Netherlands. And you kind of mentioned that there's not a lot of importing coming in and a lot of the plants are grown locally. Um, But you brought some facts for us about Florida. And so we're going to jump back to that. I'm going to turn it over yeah, to you, Rose. Thank you. Someone actually said, because um, you guys have Florida, and then from there it's distributed to the rest of the country. Mainly, Like most yeah. plants are grown there, right? Mm-hmm. And here, I feel like the Netherlands is Florida for <laughs> Europe. So if you look at the sizes, Europe is still smaller, I think, than the U.S. and our, our little country. So there are different countries, but the rules are pretty easy for shipping within the EU at least mm-hmm. and I feel like so we're Florida without the warmth and the good climate <laughs> but yeah I brought some facts because haha I'm taking my book so the US is 237 times as big as my country oh my gosh <laughs> yeah that's right what the heck? Um, so for your um, idea 
Maryland, the state of Maryland, okay. is comparable to size to I my country. I don't know anything about Maryland. Maryland <laughs> Me neither. Like... But Google said it's pretty, it. So. It's pretty little. It's pretty little. Okay, so do you know Vancouver Island? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, that That's I can picture the better. the same size as my country. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the whole thing. What? And I have, um, I don't know if you know kilometers, but it's 300 kilometers tall mm-hmm. and 180 kilometers wide. And so I'll, I should have written that down in miles, but it's 180 kilometers. So I think that's a hundred, that's a little bit over a hundred miles wide. Look up Minnesota's dimensions. And like 200 miles. <laughs> oh I didn't gosh. look up Minnesota because I, I couldn't remember what state you were going to. Oh, yeah, we never you. talk about, well, we like talk about Minneapolis being the city that we're from, but we yeah, don't really we talk never about really Minnesota. mentioned Minnesota. It but is... Brandon just looked it up. Um, okay, I don't need to know about the deepest lake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's 360 miles from east to west, so then miles to kilometers. <laughs> Let's see. Should have prepared this. Yeah, same. <laughs> done the miles so 360 miles is, oh, not emojis. We oh, numbers. my God. Yeah, we're having. <laughs> it's, so it's 579 kilometers wide. Dang. And it is okay. Again, it tried to. And that's, I've driven that's across Minnesota state. many times. Yeah, this is just ours. And then north to south, it is six hundred and fifty-five kilometers for just the state. Dang. So then, north to south, uh, we we fit in twice, and <laughs> left to right, we fit in. I don't know, like three times. I I can't do. Oh it's late gosh. here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What time? And, what time is it for you right now over there? It's quarter past seven, and my boyfriend's ordering pizzas tonight for us, so oh gosh, <laughs> he'll be curious Mom. what oh I'm gosh. up to up here. We should order pizza so, yeah. today. I thought so. <laughs> but Sam can't do have it. pizza. Yeah, we're going to visit our friend who just got her wisdom teeth out, so we'll have to Aww. blend it up for her. <laughs> yeah. I know she was really jealous. She can get was, lasagna or something. <laughs> I was eating chips in front of her yesterday, and she was like, oh, those sounds so That's good. That's just evil. <laughs> I was like, sorry. She was really excited that I brought her Go-Gurts, though. She loved them. Oh, Okay. You're a good friend. Getting into this next segment, I'm really excited because we're going to talk a little bit more about mental health, which we touched on for a little bit. So um, we talk about this on our podcast a lot, but tell us how you manage your giant plant collection because I feel like you have a very well-rounded plant collection, a lot of Hoyas, um, and how do you keep your good mental health practices up with that? Yeah, it's. I think when people start becoming plant lovers, the first initial thing is to just see a plant and buy it or get trades and just like your house fills up really fast. And for me and for a lot of my friends, there's been a point where it's like, wait, this has now become a chore. It's not fun anymore. Not like fun houseplant video chore kind of thing, but annoying chore. So for me, I had to find a point of like, okay, I have to stop and let go of some plants. My boyfriend in the beginning actually said, okay, you're not going to buy any plants anymore unless you're willing to get rid of one. So I thought that was really mean in the beginning, but I'm actually super (laughs) grateful to him for it because it also made me more aware of what I'm bringing in and not just getting everything that I see in the moment, but thinking about it, like, can I take care of this? Do I actually like it? Or is it like um, a hype on Instagram? Or is it, I don't know, a good price or whatever it is, like thinking a little bit more about what you buy in in general might be good for me and for other people. Uh, But my big collection, I feel feel like is mostly quite easy plants. 
So I have a lot of aeroids and those I let dry out a lot and then they they can take a lot of water and then I, they dry out again. So I, they don't need that much attention. And all the Hoyas that you mentioned, which are some of my favorites, are also, they do really well with drying out a lot. So I feel like they're quite low maintenance, even though there's quite a lot of them. And I do minimali- minimalize <laughs> minimize <laughs> my collection quite often. So when I feel like something doesn't spark joy for me anymore, Marie Kondo, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to either sell plants or give them to someone or get rid of them if they're sad looking. So I'm quite quick now after a few years with taking that step of like, okay, uh, either there's pests and plants are dying and I'm not giving them enough attention. So I need to change something. I need to do like a spring cleaning um, or I just try to not bring stuff in as much as well. Yeah, I feel that hard. I feel like a lot of people ask me like, oh my God, how many, how do you care for so many plants? And I'm not running around every day caring for them. They are generally very low maintenance plants or they're plants that will look thirsty. Um, I really like the Hoyas and being able to like feel them because obviously I let them dry out, but then I'm like, okay, is this like feeling really thin and it's time for a, a soak or something? Or if like my pothos that's hanging up starts looking really droopy, then I know it's time to take it down and then I don't actually have to take it down unless I need to. Oh, so. yours doesn't just lose all the middle leaves. They all turn yellow and no. die at the same time. Cause that's what mine do. <laughs> same. For some reason, the um, golden pothos that I got the same day as you on Ike- at Ikea, it's uh, it's doing pretty well. It's still hanging out. Um, but I feel like it's I'm getting, doing well with that one. I don't know yeah. why. But these two in the living room, the second they get dry, they're like, okay, well, Goodbye. we're going to lose a whole ring of leaves and we're going to look really weird. Have you like um, gone through with a little stick in lately to uh, break up the soil? They've probably bit? eaten up all the soil. Yeah, make, sh- make sure it's not getting hydrophobic. I feel like some of my plants, that's why I like to keep things in plastic pots so I can squeeze them and break yeah. it up a little bit and make sure the water's getting down there. Otherwise, with my big plants, I really have to like grab like a dowel or a stick and really like break up the soil and make sure that it's not becoming super compact because I let it get so dry and it'll eventually happen over time. Yeah, I like to squeeze the pots as well. It's nice. Play a little <laughs> massage for the plant. And then you can <laughs> tell when it's actually, just root and you're like, uh-oh, I got to yeah, repot it's like, this. Yeah, like, uh-oh, there's no, no more soil in here. Mm-mm. It's time. I also do have quite a few plants in either grow boxes or terrariums. Terraria. I don't know how to say that in English. Uh, so they don't need that much attention or any attention at all. They are not always in sight. Like my grow boxes are on the attic uh, if you've seen my my tour, they're hidden away a little bit, but I literally don't have to open them. The the condense of the water will water the plants again, so it's a like a self system. Mm-hmm. Jeez, my words are <laughs> disappearing from my brain. But yeah, yeah, that helps too. I like a good self watering pot. That's why I've been moving a lot of stuff into pond or leca, which sometimes seems like it's a lot of work, but when you get to that many plants and there's just the just the sheer volume is a little overwhelming having those things set up and they're getting their water and their nutrients all the time. And I don't have to think about them. I like it. I just knock over all my plants in Lekka because they just go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When, because it's like spilling dirt is one thing, but when I knock (laughs) over a Lekka pot, it's like all over the place. There's Lekka in every corner of the room. And then when I'm trying to sweep it up, yeah, they're little balls. So when I'm trying to sweep it up, they're just being flung all over. (laughs) I can't. And then my cat gets a hold of them and it's a nightmare. Her like yeah. perfect like the perfect noise like batting oh, yeah. it back and forth. She likes dice. Too, Do you guys know Eddie leaves them out? 
Oh, do you guys know ceramics? It's like a, a smaller, it's the same as Lekka, but not the round form. So it's smaller pieces. It looks a little bit like Pawn, but mm. it's the color of Lekka. And I really like using it. How do you I spell it? I have never really started using Pawn. Ceramics, S-E-R, Ceramics. <laughs> Spelling in English is hard. A-M-I-S. Let's see what it is. Oh, yeah, look at that. It's on I Amazon. really like using that. I wonder, is it similar yeah. to like Tefra? Tefra? I think that's something that people use. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's it does just little very, clay pieces. Yeah, it looks just oh, yeah. like another semi-hydro something. Very oh, chunky. It, and you can like mix it in with bonsai stuff. Okay. Yeah. Nice. There's I so use much it out for there. my Hoyas and uh, rescue projects and stuff. So I just put that in, or perlite. I don't mm-hmm. like Lekka anymore because it's so big with small Hoya roots mm-hmm. and also because of the stupid balls just get everywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> not for me anymore. Well, I also feel like with the balls being really big, they don't keep the plant as like compact. Like if it's a very like top heavy yeah. plant, it'll just be like wobbly wobble all over oh, yeah. the place. That's like my Aureus syngoniums. They're like just tipping over and I'm like, okay, get back up. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I find like things that are in like smaller pieces like pawn it stays like stays up a little bit better. Anything that I know is going to climb, I hesitate putting it in Lekka because I'm like, oh no, you're going to fall over in two seconds. That's what happened to my Capria. It like uprooted itself because it was getting so big. It was like, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I can see it. I miss my big Capria. I do too. I'll get another someday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, moving on. So you are a huge yogi so how do you because obviously you have like your yoga life and you have your plant life but i'm sure they intersect in a lot of ways so how has yoga helped and plants with yoga vice versa like how do they relate yeah that's it's really like all pretty similar for me yoga used to actually be the way that i would get like relaxed and move my body of course as well but yoga became not so zen anymore because I made it my job. And um, after an office job, I I had a burnout and then I became a full-time yoga teacher. And in the end, I was teaching 22 yoga classes a week in many different places. (laughs) That is a lot. I know a lot of yoga teachers and I don't think they even teach half of that. (laughs) Yeah. I was driving all over. I didn't have any time to eat dinner. So, cause I would teach like a a five o'clock class and then drive in traffic to another place to teach two more classes. So if I was lucky and there was no traffic, I would like eat a vegetarian McDonald's burger on the parking (laughs) lot in seven minutes. Or if I didn't have time, I would be, my dinner would be the cookies in the yoga studio. So it was really quite like getting towards another burnout, even though Mm -hmm. it was something that I really enjoyed doing. And so plants became after the burnout plants became my way of Zen because I've been teaching yoga for, 12 years, 13 maybe now, and doing yoga since 2000. So I started when I was 15. But yeah, it lost that relaxing vibe to it. And then plants became that. And that's what I keep in mind now with plants being my main job, that I don't make it so full on. So in the beginning, I wanted to film everything that I did. And that made it if you think about it, you want to do something and then you're like, oh, but I have to get a camera and a, mm-hmm. I have to film it and I have to wait for daylight or or set up a light or something it becomes super annoying. 
So I would put off a lot of chores and then in the end, just do all of them and not film it and be super disappointed with myself. Sounds and I decided, relatable. okay. <laughs> yeah, <I see> <laughs> yeah. So I decided I don't have to film everything. Um, my stories are something where I share a lot. So stories will be easier. You take a picture. I don't like TikToks like you guys do is so much more work in my opinion and YouTube videos as well. So I try to keep it easy for myself and that way, even though my new Zen thing has become my job again, <laughs> it's it's become a little bit, it stayed a little bit more relaxing. So for me, plants bring that relaxing, but also connection to nature, which is, I feel like yoga is for me mostly about connection to each other and to the planet and to yourself and just kind of the mindfulness of it can also be found in plant chores and plant care just being in the moment and being present with what you're doing. So I think that's how they relate. And most yoga people love plants and a lot, not everyone, but a lot of plant people also have at least tried yoga. Um, if you have and you didn't like it, I always recommend trying another teacher because there's so many different styles of yoga that are completely different. So many teachers that can, for one person can be super annoying. Mm -hmm. I've had teachers <laughs> where their voice is like, Oh, why can't you just talk, talk normal? They're like, relax. I don't like, I don't like when they call me out when they're like, girl over there, don't stop doing it. Your back leg, your back leg. That's not it. You can't like, oh. I, I'm like, you gotta be a little bit nicer about it. Be nice. Yeah. I've definitely <laughs> so done. So try different yeah. teachers. I've done a couple classes where I'm like, okay, if the first one was like really relaxing. I feel really in touch with my body and the ground after. And some of them are like, it's a huge workout up and down, up and down. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and then she's like, All yeah. right, and then we're going to go back through and then get back up. And I'm like, Oh, I just got back down. <laughs> <laughs> it, it be, it's a really a workout like sometimes it is. Yeah, it is a lot. So, um, but I feel like yeah. plants still get us moving. Sometimes when I'm running around, like trying to get everything watered, that's thirsty. Oh, you build it's up a, a sweat. Yeah, it's a workout. <laughs> Especially yeah. picking up the big plants, bringing them to the shower, like it's a it's a whole thing. It's a whole workout, and yeah. I'm like, that's all I can handle right now. I don't do any of that. My big plants stay <laughs> where they're at. <laughs> I can't because I, I don't know what it is. I think I like to bring them to the shower to hose them off and like get it a little bit dusted, you know. At the same time, get the leaves like less grimy. I I was touching one of my leaves yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, like I just like wiped it, and I'm like, oh sorry, I touch your sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> which why is branded sunburnt right now you might be wondering because it's summer it's we got the window wide open the sun's out <laughs> brandon was like i'm gonna sit in the tanning bed for two seconds and he's already red that's how that's how it goes up here um but i literally wiped the leaf and i was like oh my god that's disgusting that was my my big monster yeah a couple days ago i was like oh i gotta dust this. they collect a lot of dust some of these plants oh not good yeah i should definitely clean my leaves more but i never do that i also i have uh, beneficial insects which i get fresh ones every four weeks so there are always little bugs walking on my plants which are good bugs eating the thrips and the spider mites so i kind of don't want to wipe the leaves down or mm -hmm. like spray them or something i will i think in spring once it's a little bit warmer in my bathroom <laughs> i think i'll i'll wait for the like right before i get the fresh bugs i think i'll i'll do it and what bugs but do you use I have a lot of different kinds depending on the season as well, because I have, they're actually the little baggies don't necessarily have the names of the bugs on them. So I don't even know. They just send me the, the Swirsky 
Swirsky for the thrips and they have different type this company I work with they have different types of baggies so one is for when it's summer or high humidity and it's perfect conditions for the bugs and then they have more winterproof little baggies as well so they send different types I also have the spider mite guys that are called and blanking I don't know but they're, <laughs> they're little baggies for spider mites I've also used the cryptos larva against mealybugs and I really like they have Breda Trip, but that's the name of the product or not. So not necessarily the, the bug itself. That's a much more confusing name. But those are predatory thrips that eat the the mature thrips. So I, I have a lot of bugs in my house and I love them. <laughs> They're my little army. They're working overtime. My gosh. I don't yeah. get some of those. Which means that I don't have to do anything. It's perfect. I literally don't have to spray the plants every few days or even if I see a few bugs, I don't stress out anymore because I know that my little army of good bugs is there. Yeah. So the bugs are on the clock. They're putting exactly. <laughs> I, need to, I need to hire some bugs. I just found some thrippies on like a varicosum that I chopped, and it was like my Ugh. best looking varicosum. Like you know how they're wise. kind of like they can kind of look like shit, kind of look like really good. My best looking little one, <laughs> juvenile thrippies. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, like. End it. End it all. She's still quarantining. She was literally in my grow tent. Yeah. So I'm like, who knows what's going on in there? Well, see, that's what I did. I got the green the green light swings and just threw them in the tent and mm-hmm. all the thrips are gone. Do you remember when Sam found the thrips? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. those can't be thrips. Yeah, Sam was checking and then I, on herself. And then, herself. I, and then ah. I come home and I'm like, oh my God, there are thrips everywhere. And they're just on like Monstera Deliciosa, like not even on anything like really special. And you're like, I don't want to put this much work into saving a bunch of little Monsteras. Are you kidding me? So I just threw the lace wigs in there and said, have fun. And the thrips were never seen yeah. again. Brenna, if you're listening to this, no, he didn't. <laughs> he doesn't tell his roommate that there's bugs crawling around because he'd probably get kicked out. Well, there's not anymore because the lace wings don't last very long. They only last a couple of weeks. So then they all, well, I've never actually seen them turn into a lace wing. And actually, like, fly around. Yeah, I don't think that they're meant to And I put 10,000 into the house, so you'd think there would have oh, been some. 10, yeah, they're all over the place. So I'm like, <laughs> if they nice. start flying around, you're toast. And, and, and you're homeless. That's not going to be good. Oh, shit. I feel like that's a big difference, actually, between the U.S. and here. I've never seen the lace wings for sale. And I know they're very common in the U.S. as a, a good bug. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, the good bugs are different here. Maybe also because the natural bugs are different. Yeah, a lot of people get ladybugs here too. Ladybugs are popular. Well, there are a ton. There's so many. Um, Some people get praying mantis, praying mantis babies. That'd be fun. But then they die after like a month of being an adult and it's like sad. You get attached to these little guys. (laughs) Praying mantis freak me out. (laughs) I would love a little mantis baby. Do you have them over there or are they just here? I feel like they're not here. I I know what they are because Benji planned, which I think you're interviewing very soon tonight. Um, yes. He had he rescued one and he had it in his terrarium, and it was just so cute. Mm-hmm. But I had not seen them ever before, so yeah. I feel like it's not the Europe thing. And it literally passed away in his recent video. He's like, I'm sad about Aww. it, but this yeah. like, praying mantis died because they're not meant to be like living super long. But I'm like, oh, I mean, they get really big. It's like a little pet. Yeah, they're like this big. <laughs> I Very can't cool. imagine them just like crawling around in a terrarium. You don't really have to do much for them, you know. 
I don't know if you have to feed them or if they feed themselves. Well, they have to eat bugs, so you yeah. gotta, there have to be bugs to eat. I don't have any gnats Plenty flying of bugs. around. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any bugs flying around besides thrips, so. <laughs> Just the worst ones, you know, it's okay. Uh, um, well, I think we kind of covered the tips, which was another question we had for kind of becoming overwhelmed. So let's move on to sustainability, which I know is a huge thing for you. Um, tell can us, tell can us I say about, one tip? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I have one tip before about the mental health. I'm really annoying because I really want to say to people, people always feel so bad when they're overwhelmed and the plants are dying. And I always say, put your self-care over your plant care. Because if you have kids or pets, you can't ignore them. They need your attention to survive. If your plant needs your attention, you can just put it to the side, let it die, or let it, maybe it will thrive without your care. And then once you're feeling better, then take care of your maybe like minimizing your collection or whatever, but that takes energy. And when you're overwhelmed, you don't always have that. So I always say, just let them be, don't feel bad about it either. Just mm-hmm. let them be and take care of yourself. And once you're feeling better, then, then you can do the things, the Marie Kondo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause even getting rid of Sorry. plants can be like a lot of work. I, yeah, even absolutely. trying to get people to take them yeah. for free. I just, <laughs> sometimes what I do is I'll start gathering the plant graveyard in the middle of the room I'm like, okay, like you're clearly done. There's no more leaves. And I take it off the shelf so that it's not taking up room there. And I put it in the middle of the room. I'm like, whatever. We'll just start collecting the dead ones. Yeah. And that's how it goes. <laughs> I don't have the energy to dump them right away because then I got to mourn over it and I feel bad. And then when it's finally time to clean, then I'm like, all right, I'll toss everything. And I keep all the plastic pots. I have so many plastic pots after cleaning my plant room. So many. Oh, they're all different sizes, of course, so I can't make anything look uniform together if I want to be growing a bunch of plants, but it is what it is. Okay. So, Rose, tell us what sustainability means to you. I think it's super, super important. I am mostly vegan. I've been raised vegetarian. I tried to always buy organic products. There's all sorts of parts of my life that I'm very focused on being sustainable uh, as sustainable as possible which products I buy what companies I work with what companies I just buy stuff from I always check and double check because a lot of greenwashing is going on anyway Mm -hmm. people saying Mm -hmm. all about sustainability and then you ask them and they're like the the clothes are very good they're very durable (laughs) they'll hold up for a thousand years in a landfill (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's not what I meant. So for plants, it's kind of hard because I want the cool plants that I love and I want to take care of them the best I can. But also I want to make sure that I'm I'm doing the, the littlest possible <laughs> to harm the planet. So I've always used um, mediums or like potting mixes that I work with a company that is quite focused on sustainability so they put in less peat and more other stuff like they have rice hulls in there and plant fiber and like the most random stuff in there that will make it a good um, good soil without having the all the peat in it and actually if i do get a plant from a shop and it has a lot of that peat stuff i i usually kill the plants because i don't know how to water them properly (laughs) i'm not used to it anymore but it's really tricky because peat is bad but then uh, people are saying sphagnum moss is not great either. I try to reuse my sphagnum moss as much as I can. Um, and then there is the thing with cocoa, coconut products, cocoa, husk or whatever. Those are usually collected by monkeys 
trained monkeys that take them out of the trees. So there's there's something bad with every option, I feel like. So I try to just do the best I can and remember that it's it's doing the best you can and you don't have to be perfect because perfect, that would mean maybe you don't have plants and that's mm-hmm. not a choice that I want to make because <laughs> plants <laughs> make me happy. Mm-hmm. So it's it, I feel like it's a lot about balance I do see a lot more here in the garden centers, at least. I feel like I think it's a Danish grower that brings plants to the Netherlands. So there are plants coming in from other countries within Europe um, that makes pots that are not the plastic pots that you were mentioning, but some kind of like fibery fiber pots, which I think is very cool because that's less plastic, even though I have a huge collection of those plastic pots as well. And I reuse them until they're basically like disappeared from mm-hmm. use. So I try to reuse all the plastic pots. I I try to do the things that I can without making it crazy. One thing that is, I feel like really important, I am importing some plants now because of the collaborations, but importing, of course, with the flying and getting plants from the other side of the world is also quite um, a, like, I don't know how you say, but impactful to mm-hmm. the planet. So I try to find out where these um, companies source their plants from, because apart from the the air freight and all of that stuff, you also have to see that they're not pulled from nature when they are endangered plants in that area, which I tried to get a lot of questions in with a company before I order from them and make sure that they source them in a, a responsible way. So that's something to think about, but it's it's really hard with plants. You really have to be kind to yourself as well, do your best, but then also, like, I mean, we're mostly vegan. We usually eat vegan, but tonight my boyfriend is ordering pizza, which has cheese on it. You can order the pizza without cheese, but you can also just order it with the cheese if you're me and <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it. <laughs> so we're not super strict. I don't eat meat. I will never eat meat because I was raised without it, but, like, I feel like doing anything too strictly is not good. I used to have an eating disorder that was very strict. I was very strict for myself or I would go crazy on the binging and that didn't work for me. I mean, I was not very happy or healthy. So I tried to always find balance and and do things like I like to work out, but I don't want to go back into that thing. So I don't always have to work out every week or every day or whatever. So with everything, I tried to to find balance maybe that's the the yoga part that mm-hmm. we were yeah. talking about earlier <laughs> well i feel everything like, is balanced yeah i feel like especially with adhd though we can be very and this is how my therapist always described it to me very all or nothing like i either want to yes. do it perfect and like give it my all and my 100,000 percent or it's just not worth doing it at all mm-hmm. and that's not true <laughs> and that mindset can be really bad for so many things so it's really important to have that balance especially since a lot of the I feel like environmental impact should be placed on the big companies that are making these big decisions about where these things are coming from and not us having to do like all this research while they're just like whatever, making billions of dollars, <laughs> like they don't care. But yeah. yeah, it's just doing your best. And yeah, like I said, I have so many pots sitting around. There's just no no reason to throw them away. I don't think I've ever thrown a nursery pot away. Yeah, I just collect no. them. And, not, and now I'm like, I need more. Like, yeah, <laughs> even when I, yeah, even when I break my ceramic pots, I'm like, all right, time to glue this back together. Like, <laughs> 
so many things and a lot of my plant stuff can be reused like um the little bread ties you know i use them for so many things like i feel like a lot of plant people are so afraid of cross-contamination like don't reuse it you have to wash it so thoroughly i'm like like, literally i will take a plant out of a pot put another plant in yeah they're fine it's whatever (laughs) you guys can share bugs you're all you're in the same room anyway so you're probably gonna pass it on to each other eventually it's not that serious even reusing leca and stuff um there's a lot of stuff i reuse soil i like shake it out and i'm just like "Eh, it looks good to me another pot (laughs) (laughs) well and i like that i'm finally in a house i used to be in an apartment and now i can just take my soil and like throw it in the backyard or like any like plant garbage just goes right outside, goes right in my flower bed that doesn't actually have flowers. It's just my little yeah compost, but with uh, quotes around it, compost bin. Compost really. pile. Compost pile, <laughs> really. It, it's starting to melt, and I'm like, oh my God, I can see my old Diffenbachia sticking out from the soil. It's just like, oh, remember me? <laughs> Coming back to haunt you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, I don't want to be reminded. Don't. I can't. Okay. What do we got, Brandon? Um, well, I guess to kind of round off sustainability, um, Botany by Nicole was asking, mm-hmm. um, what are your tips to help plant parents be more sustainable? And what are just simple things you can do that maybe people don't think about? Yeah. I guess for the, there's different parts of it. So you can look at the the soil that you're using, which is something that we often talk about first when we're talking about sustainability. So if you look at certain soil mixes that don't have peat in it, I know you had Becca on. She has a peat mix, not, uh, not a peat mix, a <laughs> soil mix that I think is really good, which we cannot get here. So I'm a little bit jealous. So looking into something without peat, um, reusing your materials, like you guys said, for example, sphagnum moss, I always reuse it until it's like powder and <laughs> gone. <laughs> and then I still mix it into some soil or something. Um maybe even asking the shops that you're buying from, like, do you know where these plants came from? So that like you, you said, Nicole, that you can put it up the ladder. People care about where plants coming from. So maybe mm-hmm. we should be a little bit more like the companies might start to think if all of us are asking. Mm-hmm. So something like that, I think, I don't know what else. Yeah. Put the pressure you, on the companies. Yeah. I love it. But I feel like there's a lot of things too that we don't need to necessarily go out and buy a brand new watering can. We don't necessarily need like, what do I think of? I don't know, like water mm-hmm. meters. There's just like random fancy things that we think that we all need when I'm like, I don't really need a new watering can. I can just use this water bottle or like something, just bring it to the sink and water it. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, there's like a lot of like accessories and cute little things that we don't necessarily need to be keeping the plants happy. Yeah, they don't all True. need a and beautiful pot. Yeah, they don't need a beautiful <laughs> the, pot. Actually, <laughs> the beautiful pots. I actually use a lot of pots from the secondhand shop. I used to always get everything. So I, I started just buying white ones. And then it has, so pick your color. And then you, you can have all the different pots. It doesn't matter that they're all different because they're one color. And recently I started working with a few companies that create sustainable pots made from glass that they've taken out of the, the canals in Amsterdam, for example or handmade ceramic pots from people that I support, small businesses that I support. So there's the pot side of it can be fun and sustainable at the same time as well. Mm-hmm. If you're a little bit more, um, yeah, if you think about it a little bit more than just getting them from the big box store, or whatever 
people normally do with pots. I don't know. <laughs> Make it fun. Like have a little painting pot party. Bring your friends over and have some thrifted pots and do some little like painting together and potting. I had Sam over to paint pots and she's like, this is the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. I'm like, hello. Doing everything with your friends is so much better. Even doing plant chores with your friends. I don't know. I'll get on FaceTime with my friends and be like, okay, like let's water our plants. Not with me when I FaceTime you. You're like, you're FaceTiming me. Is this an emergency? Well, because you don't call me unless there's something to talk about. Because we usually, we're talking on Snapchat and we're just like, hey, here's what just happened. Oh my God, another kitty. We have the second cat. This is Mickey. He's famous on YouTube because he's very pushy and he wants to be on camera all the time. Just like Cece. Oh my God. Okay, so I've been trying to edit a YouTube video for two weeks. It was 30 minutes of footage, and the first 15 was CC trying to steal center stage, just making noise, knocking over the garbage can, oh, yeah. crashing like, into the camera. I'm finally going to play with a toy like a proper cat uh-huh. and be noisy. <laughs> Mickey likes to headbutt the microphones when I'm recording podcasts, so it's a little bit risky. But in YouTube, I'd actually, the video that's coming out tomorrow he was on my lap basically the whole time that I was talking and I was so excited because he never sits on my lap and he looks very cute. He's getting Aww. better at YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll be here any, any way that I can. Hopefully there's not a bunch of like purring in the background. Literally. Cece's purrs, you would hear it. <laughs> she's, she's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. She's, she's a loud one. A little machine. Well, anything else with sustainability that you'd like to cover before we kind of move on to our last little section? Um, I think it's important to look at it for all parts of your life. So not just focused on plants. I like to um, buy planty products. Like I'm wearing a sweater with a plant print and my friend created it and it is more of a sustainable company. So you can look at all the, the different parts of your life and Try to do little changes there that you can manage so you don't immediately all have to become vegan and only have like non-peat mixes, but maybe try less meat for once a week or buy something organic or sustainably created. There's beautiful brands out there now that are making it their core value to be sustainable instead of um, like reusing plastic and that's it. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of cool companies popping up now that i think are worth our money rather than some of the not so nice ones <laughs> and i, <laughs> I don't want to be mean one non-planty thing that is the most sustainable thing you can do for the earth is not have children oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> don't have kids we love that i think I support that, that fully <laughs> oh, yeah. even in the last couple of years i noticed that my mom is personally trying to get better about like having a lot less single-use plastic items um, which can be really hard because she takes medicine every day. There's certain things that, like, I don't know, like our, um, just our little canisters of our meds. <gasps> like, <laughs> this is someone scary. Oh, my God, the pizza's Pizza. here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It scared me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just, like, the little stuff, like, not having dryer sheets and, you no. know, no more plastic forks and spoons. Like, just, there's just the little things that yeah. that can help. <sighs> Well, let's move into our last couple of questions. You can go eat some pizza, and then we can (laughs) think about pizza. I know. I think we have some more recording to do beforehand. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's do... Okay, so Eva Warmanhoven, probably Warmanhoven, is asking, what are your plant goals for 2022? I 
have this goal of growing out some of my plants to be beautifully big because I have a lot of small plants. Like you said before, Nicole, I, all my Hoyas are really, I got them as one leaf cuttings. So this year I want to grow them out and then I can also select which ones I like growing and I can let go of some of the others. Um, I want to grow my Monstera variegatas as big as I can get them. And in general, I want, you know, I want to style better. I have such an issue because I always put (laughs) plant care over plant styling. But that's what's important. That's what we need. Some people look so cute. It's yeah. But these, here's the thing. So a lot of these people on Instagram are staging their plants. I don't think those plants always Mm. look as cute as they do. Like over by the window, Mm. they're like moving them everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I see you guys. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, we don't have like, and a lot of houses are built to not let a whole ton of light in. So it can be really hard. um, And the plants just end up crowding around the window and it's not super cute. Um, And having a jungle, like it's really fun until there's like dirt all over the floor. And then there's these plants that, don't even necessarily look jungle like they're kind of gangly and weird and i'm like what how did i get here what in the heck is <laughs> I going ask myself on? that every day how did i get here how did we go from like a few little like green accents to like boom i can't even use the bathroom properly now because there's like plants everywhere <laughs> they're, they're, i, I love to, that though it's so hard <laughs> but yeah aesthetics would be fun i'd love to have a, a, oh, yeah. a more beautiful space but mm. Yeah. Gotta have yeah, big windows for that. <laughs> and even when you have big windows, because I do, my, my south facing window is huge, but still everything is, I, we built, we self built a huge, um, what do you call it? Window sill. Mm-hmm. That's like three times as wide as a normal window sill. And still all the plants are in there because <laughs> I want to give them the light. They need the light. <laughs> Starting to talk Italian now because my pizza is, is here, <laughs> I think. Um, and one more thing that I want to work on is actually not necessarily plants, but my social media. I want to practice doing more informational content because it scares me. I always think like I don't know enough. And I then someone asks me a question and I know the answer because I've been ADHD hyper-focusing on plants for like three years now. And I still think that I don't know enough to ever call myself an expert or be on a podcast or answer someone's questions and I think I should just start with the beginner content that probably everyone that is a little bit more into plants already knows but my friends who are not planty people they have all these questions so I'm Mm -hmm. starting with the beginner content that's my goal for this year as well and when you're part of the plant community you get so like plant blind like you just come to this level where these all these people you've been talking to for years they're all like here and then you you don't realize that 99.99% of the people are not where you are. Mm-hmm. So bring it back yeah. to basics. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. always going to be someone who's going to see that and go, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I think I'm going to try that plant again and it'll go better this time around now that I have this information. So yeah, it's with that ADHD hyperfixation, like we know a lot of stuff, but, or we think we know a lot of stuff, but we it's, don't believe we do. Yeah, we don't believe we <laughs> yeah. do because we don't have any like formal education. It's just what we've learned from other people and what we've learned from like the boring documentaries that we watch. <laughs> just <laughs> listening to other plant people and figuring out what works for you and what works for everyone else. Like, I don't know. I think there's a lot of information out there that is, I don't know, a little controversial. And I do get really scared to do any informational content because I feel like mm-hmm. there's going to be actual smart people in my comments being like, this is wrong. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Just go for it. Do it. 
people need it. Yeah. Okay. Same for Couple you. More questions. Next one. <laughs> we'll get into it. Coffee versus plants asks, what is a plant you no longer have or want in your collection? Um, mostly calatheas. I would never let into my house again. But now that I have a terrarium, I actually have some that are planted and alive. I even have an orbifolia that's making new leaves. I don't know what's happening to me. But I always <laughs> used to say immediately calatheas. So that's still on the list. Um, it's the trauma. Ferns are all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, hard to get over. You were fine for like nine months. And then all of a sudden you died and you didn't tell me why. You had no <laughs> valid reason what's happening. Um, also, some of the... Yeah, some of the popular plants that I tried and I really didn't like, like Anthurium clarinervium, I don't like it. I don't want it again. I had one that was bare, no leaves for six months. It had perfectly good roots. I had it on Zeka so I could see them, but it didn't grow anything until I put it in a terrarium and then it started to grow again. And then I gave it away. Once it looked nice again, I gave it away to my okay. friends. So I was like, She's like, okay, no. it was a good effort, but you're done. You're, yeah. You're eliminated. It's over. <laughs> I break up with you right now but in general i'm not i don't have anything super like apart from those few your plant lights just turned on brandon Mm -hmm. Ah! even though even the office is a plant growing space they're everywhere (laughs) they're in the basement they're in his room they're out there they're in here all over the place perfect It, it becomes a sickness but anyway um do you have any fun projects coming up that you'd like to talk about? <laughs> well, I am starting my own planty podcast, yes. which is a little bit of a secret still, but I can tell you guys. Uh, but it will be in Dutch. So mm-hmm. if there are any Dutch speaking people, then keep an eye on my profile. I'll share it once we're ready. But um, yeah, we're going to start a podcast. <laughs> Yay! It's going to oh. be great. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes! gosh love it that's hilarious and i'm being on this really cool podcast by two really cool tiktok people (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh we're flattered we have one last question is this becoming like a regular question we're gonna ask everybody now brandon when you brought this question up you said this is the new final question Okay, so <laughs> final question for you. If anyone is in your area, what is your favorite plant shop to visit where you live? I actually have a list on my website of all the plant shops that are near here because there are so many good ones. Hell yeah. And people ask me all the time, like they'll come to Amsterdam for a weekend or something and they're like, what plant shops do I have to go to? And I can't answer all the DMs because it's so much. So I made a little list on my website, yogawithrose.com slash plants. And then you can either pick the US, which is I put some plant shops Ooh. on there from recommendations from my friends, and or you pick the EU, and then you'll get the the list for Europe. And the one that's closest to me that I really like is actually a garden center called the Bosrand in Oostgeest, which is a very hard to pronounce word, <laughs> even in Dutch, <laughs> for Dutch people. Uh, it's a garden center that is quite new. It's about 10 minutes from my house, and they always try to have a really good collection of uh, harder to find plants really i just made a video there a few weeks ago and it's just really cool plants and good prices a really nice cafe as well and the owner is awesome i've worked with them a few times in like paid sponsorships as well which i really appreciate so that's my advice love it so if you guys are looking for any recommendations go over to her website which will be linked in the episode description Brandon's so good. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's rose with R O O S. It's the Dutch spelling of rose. There's no mm-hmm. E. People always get this wrong. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I learned to rock my. It's, it's actually pronounced a little bit differently. But when I speak English, I can't even pronounce my own name the Dutch way. So I just say rose the English way. And it, so everything is yoga with rose, plant with rose is all R O O S. Yes. I know. I was asking Keep Brandon, it was like, is it rose or ruse? And Brandon's like, it's rose, but I want to say ruse. <laughs> I know. Everyone does. <laughs> Even when they've known me for years and we do a collaboration or something and they have to pronounce my name all of a sudden out loud, then they're like, oh, thank you, ruse, for having me. Oh, yeah. I'm my like, brain does uh, that all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, though. I'm used to it. Well, is there anything else you want to cover or talk about that we have not up until this point? Oh, geez, we've talked for so long. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think we no, pretty, did a pretty good job. <laughs> I think we got it. A chatty episode. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me because this has been my second podcast ever that I am the main host of. And it felt very scary, but you guys made it really fun. And, um oh. Yeah, thanks. Well, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you, Rose, for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Um, for any of you listening, please give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. You can do both, mm-hmm. but Apple, you can write a review. And so today we're going to read a review, a five-star review from Apple Podcasts from Canton Aboda. The title is Love You Guys. Love this podcast. I truly embraced plant parenthood. That was a phrase to say. Wow. Uh, In 2020, after losing my world to depression and anxiety, plants and my cats were perfect quarantine companions. I love how Nicole and Brandon support their mental health. And of course, I love their witty, planty banner. Banter. Love it. (laughs) And Brandon's inability to read words. (laughs) Brandon's really good until he's put under pressure. And then he's like, I don't know how how to use a phone. I don't know how to say words. (laughs) But I'm the same way. That's why it works out. Okay. Rose, where can people find you if they want to follow you and hear more? I am Plant With Rose on Instagram. Or if you're interested in more of the mental health and love your body side of it, Yoga With Rose. And then on YouTube, it is actually Yoga and Plant with Rose because it originally was a yoga channel and there's still some classes on there for people. But mostly I just post plant videos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm also on TikTok with both of those, Plant with Rose and Yoga with Rose. But I need to practice my TikTok game. (laughs) Oh, and my website, but we already said that, yogawithrose.com slash plants. And all these will be, again, listed in the episode description. So you can just click right away. Yay. We need a little applause for you then. <laughs> so good. All right, Brandon, where can people find you? You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Brandon Botanical. You can find my plant shop on Instagram on steraplant.co. That is also the URL to visit and shop. Um, I feel like I have something else. Do I? We never say our podcast Instagram. Oh, you can find our podcast Instagram at where are we growing yes. or where are we growing dot buzzsprout dot com. We should probably just pay the 30 bucks and get a URL. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So we're more official. We're as official it, as it gets. We are as official as you can be. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Well, if you want to go follow me on the interwebs, you can find me at Nicole Arson Grows on what is it? TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally forget what they're called. 
Uh, well, this was very lovely. Our first international guest. We are worldwide now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we do hear the music coming in because, you know, we're as official as it gets. Uh-huh. Like I said, the music <laughs> is coming in. We have a soundboard. There's, bing bong, there's, bing bong. it's all over. It's great. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Rose. It was a pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, bye, guys.